Hi there, and welcome to the Pearls from My Mom podcast. Every mom has special pearls of wisdom she passes on to her kids. In this podcast, we'll be talking about those pearls of wisdom, as well as the life lessons that our moms have passed down to us. We will be sharing to keep the legacy alive. He doesn't walk very good, does he? Dumpy? Yes, Mama. What did your father tell you this morning? If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. If you grew up on Disney, you recognize that voice as Thumper, the baby bunny, who was doing a bit of making fun of Bambi and being reprimanded by his mother. And I think that this is something that we can all relate to, and it's definitely something I relate to, both as a youngster and as a parent now myself. Hi, I'm Jessica Hott, and you're listening to Pearls from My Mom, the podcast. For my 10th episode, I wanted to do something a little different. Normally, I interview people who have lost their mothers, but today I wanted to do a deeper dive into a pearl of wisdom that was given to me by my mom to see if this is something that still holds up in today's culture. We've all been there, scrolling through Facebook when you see an article that grabs your interest. You open and read the article, and whether you want to or not, your finger gravitates over the comments section. You know you shouldn't do it, but you also can't help yourself. You click on the comments and almost immediately you see strangers arguing with one another. Someone is pissed off about the headline being clickbait. Another person is calling a different person a moron. You see an exchange of curse words and slurs and then there it is, the mother load. A string of comments so long with such brutal insults being tossed around, you start to lose faith in humanity. And all of this is before you've even gotten your morning cup of coffee. If you haven't been in that situation, kudos to you, and please do not try that at home. It is not for the faint of heart. The internet is filled with examples like this, and it always makes me think of this pearl of wisdom given to me by my mom. If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. She would always say this to my sister and I when we were projecting our teenage angst on someone or something, and I found myself repeating these words to my own children. My guess was that parents have been telling their children this since the beginning of time, but I wanted to find out exactly where it came from. It will come as no surprise to those of you who studied religion that the earliest iteration I could find for this phrase was from the Bible. I'm going to be honest with you all here, I've never read nor have I ever really studied the Bible, so this was news to me. Also news to me is just how many different versions of the Bible there are, so the phrase sounds different in each one. Here's some information I found, and keep in mind that I am by no means claiming to be a biblical scholar. The phrase comes from verse 29 of Ephesians 4, which is the fourth chapter of the Epistle to the Ephesians in the New Testament of the Christian Bible. According to tradition, the Apostle Paul wrote the letter while he was in prison in Rome around 62 AD. Many of the verses in this chapter are designed to give practical advice for living a pure lifestyle. In the oldest English version I could find, the verse reads like this. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. (laughs) There's quite a bit going on in that phrase. So I looked around and found a more modern version of it. And here it is. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. Although my mom never said it quite like that, she would most certainly let my sister and I know when we were being rude. 
She would recite the golden rule in hopes of hitting us right in the empathy. If that failed, she would say something like, Oh, it's a good thing that I was lucky enough to have such perfect children that have zero flaws, which gives them the right to judge everyone else. The snotty teenager in me would usually agree with her and tell her how lucky she really was. But my sister and I really got the point. I don't think I was ever intentionally trying to be hurtful to anyone when I would criticize. At least, I sincerely hope I wasn't. I'm sure that in my youth, I just thought my opinion was the only one that mattered. I suppose you could say I was pretty self-centered and probably a little bullheaded. The older I got, the more compassion and empathy I developed and the less rude I became. I tried to live by the principle that I wouldn't say anything about anyone unless I would say it to their face. I can't say that I'm perfect, but I can say that I'm working on it. My mom said many times that everyone's got something they're trying to work through and deal with, so kindness should be a priority with everyone you happen to interact with during your day. One of my last, most vivid memories of my mom happened the day we went to see her lawyer to finalize and sign her will. For those of you who haven't listened to the show before, my mom was diagnosed with terminal cancer in November 2014. The doctor said she had anywhere from six months to two years to live. My mom was a realist and she wanted to make sure all of her affairs were in order before she passed away so that no one would have any headaches. As a side note, she did a really great job, but even when you think all of your ducks are in a row, there can be complications. But back to the story. So I've been living in Canada for the past seven years, and my family is from Colorado. That's where I was born and raised. Unfortunately, it wasn't realistic for me to quit my job and bring my family back to Colorado to live while my mom was in treatment, but I wanted to squeeze in as many visits as possible. We made arrangements to have the whole family together for Christmas 2014. While I was visiting my mom, she asked if I wanted to go and meet her lawyer since I would inevitably, inevitably be dealing with her at some point. My mom and I got up early the next morning to head out to the appointment. My mom was notoriously early to all appointments, and we left super early so we could stop by the Safeway because she had ordered a fruit basket to take to the lawyer. When my mom got to the counter, she asked the florist if her order was ready. The woman looked at my mom like a deer in headlights. She shuffled through all the papers on the desk and found it under a pile. I could tell the lady was frazzled, and she asked my mom if she could come back later. My mom was calm, but told her that we were heading to an appointment and that we would be needing it right now. The flustered clerk said she wasn't certain she could get it done as quickly as we needed it. My mom said it was no problem and that her and I could help put the basket together if she gave us tasks. The clerk told my mom to pick out the fruit she wanted in the basket, and while she was getting the basket prepped, I got busy filling the balloons and cutting and curling the ribbons. The florist was apologetic the whole time, and my mom kept telling her what a beautiful job she does with her arrangements and not to worry about it. She also complimented the man who was stocking the fruit about how nicely the display looks every day. Working together, we got the basket done in no time, and instead of complaining about her order not being ready, my mom made the lady feel special and told her she was exceptional at her job. Tears flowed down my cheeks as I realized that my mom was using her short time left on this earth to brighten the lives of others. But this was nothing new. She had been doing this as far back as I can remember. My mom taught such valuable lessons to me and my sister, and we are doing our best to pass those on to our children, which will be especially important given the times in which we live. I don't want to make it sound like the world we live in is all doom and gloom, 
but I'm extremely empathetic and a feeling person. So when I read negative comments or hear disparaging words being said to others, it makes me sad and mad and concerned for the direction we are heading as a society. But I know that not everyone's an empath, and there are a lot of days, trust me, that I wish I wasn't either. I wanted to find out what other people thought about this pearl of wisdom, so I did the unthinkable. I asked random strangers on the internet for their opinion. Okay, so they weren't completely random. I'm in a few Facebook groups for podcasters, so I felt pretty safe asking in those. This is what I posted in the group. It was a cute picture of Thumper with the quote from Bambi, If you can't say anything nice, don't say nothing at all. Here's what I wrote. Did your mom ever tell you this? Mine did, and I'm curious to see if people still, st still subscribe to this general principle. I host a podcast about the pearls of wisdom given to us by our moms, and I'm doing an episode on this one. What are your thoughts? Is it too hard to maintain these days with the internet and anonymity? Please comment below. Thank you. I never know what I'm going to get when I ask a question to strangers on the internet, but once they started rolling in, I could tell people really took the time to answer and put a lot of thought into it. So here are some statistics. I asked the question in three different groups and 37 people answered the question. Four of them were men and 33 were women, which makes sense because two out of the three groups I asked are for women only. Seven out of the 37 said they think these are words to live by. As an example, Christy says, my daughter has made up a little ditty of this, and now we sing it to each other when we hear someone else in our family not speaking something nice. So yes and yes. I think that's really cute. Um, sorry, her name's Kirsty, and she said that she'd get her daughter to sing it for me, but I haven't heard it yet, so I think that sounds adorable. Denise said, the world would definitely be a better place if more people adhered to this childhood lesson. Thanks for the reminder. My mother used to also say, don't ever put anything in writing that you want the whole world to see and that you wouldn't be proud of in 30 years from now. That makes sense. And Nancy said, I live in a small town, so I definitely try to watch what I say and to whom I say it. And I am a small town girl, so I agree with that 10 times over. Now, six people were either opposed to the idea or said they liked it, but that the world isn't wired this way anymore. Matt said, I'm afraid it has gone to the wayside because of the internet. People can say whatever they want to on various platforms and because of anonymity, anonymity, they get away with it for the most part. I agree with that. And I think it's kind of sad. And, um, you know, I don't spend a whole lot of time on Twitter, but I think I've heard Twitter gets pretty nasty. So um, I guess I'm kind of glad I'm not over there a lot. Uh, Tamara said, I was raised this way, but unfortunately, many don't hold to this view. They have to voice their opinions regardless. A lot of keyboard warriors, they are brave behind their phones and PCs. And I think that that's, that can be very true. Um, you know, people these days, especially under the guise of anonymity, anonymity, gosh, that's a tough word to say. Uh, they, they feel like, you know, they could just say whatever they want to whomever they want. Now, two people out of the 37 said, pointed out that Thumper's sentence contains a double negative. So to that, I say, I agree. I, I get it. But he's a tiny bunny and they're not known for their proper use of grammar. So all of those numbers only add up to 15. Where do the other 22 people stand? The majority of people who answered the questions seemed to like the, the idea of the phrase, 
but don't think it's fair to have to make the choice to sugarcoat everything or be silent. Uh, I liked what Josh had to say. He said, I will always respect the person, but I don't have to respect their ideas. Amy said, I teach my children what I think is most appropriate version of this. Before we speak, we ask ourselves two questions about what we're about to say. Is it kind? If not, is it necessary? This allows us to stay engaged with others in healthy debate while also staying away from being nasty. And I think that sounds like a really great way, a really, really great lesson to teach your kids. I like what Jennifer has to say here. She says, my teenage daughters know the three main rules to live by. And it's just me being a paranoid, avid true crime listener. A lot of us listen to true crime shows in our podcast group, me included. So number one, nothing good happens after midnight. Number two, it's okay to say no. Girls don't have to be sweet. And number three, don't leave your drink lying around. And I think when my daughter gets to be a teenager, those are definitely rules I'm going to teach her. Tina says, I like the conversation for sure. The problem is how subjective the word nice can be. With what's happening in the world right now, I feel it's important to put aside nice for clarity and strength. It may not necessarily be nice to call out a perpetrator, see the hashtag MeToo movement, but I sure hope we all will. I think this is really interesting and um, I think a lot of it has to do with the timing of when I asked this question on social media. So um, I'll get into my later thoughts about that, but I think that's a good point, Tina. Chris Baker-Dirsch, who we've had on our show before, uh, I liked, I thought her answer was really, really nice. So it says, when I was doing a distance learning graduate program, we talked about distance learning etiquette. And one of the reminders was, it's a person on the other side. I think that is something we forget a lot, that when having conversations, we are talking to and about human beings, not computers. You can speak truth and have disagreements without having to result to rudeness. I think we could all use a healthy dose of kindness in our interactions. I'm all for it. Way to go, Chris. I totally agree with you on that one. Stephanie says, I like the THINK acronym. Is it true, helpful, inspiring, necessary, and kind? Although recently too many people rationalize discourteous or even outright mean speech because they're just being honest. Well, you can be honest without being a total jerk. And I, I agree with that, Stephanie. There, I think, uh, you know, there were a few people in here that, that commented and said, you know, I speak my truth and that's totally fine. But there's definitely a way to do that without being hurtful, right? And this is one final thought from this on Liz. She said, to provide honest and truthful feedback or an opinion that is constructive in nature, one must have an established trusting relationship with that person. I believe that people get offended when a random person whom you don't know well or trust their motives gives constructive criticism but when it comes from someone you know and trust the response is different it's not about the feedback it's about the relationship and yeah be tactful and don't be a jerk good thoughts liz this little question i asked on facebook yielded interesting answers and i think timing is everything like i said i asked this question a few days after the hashtag me too movement made headlines so i think that speaking up for oneself was on the forefront of everyone's mind I honestly wasn't thinking of this phrase in that context at all. I was mostly thinking of strangers arguing with each other on Facebook and Twitter. I see a lot of things I don't agree with, but I usually just scroll past it, and I always wonder why others don't seem to be able to do the same. But, of course, I have to consider that there are some issues for me that I'm so passionate about that I wouldn't be able to just keep on scrolling. And maybe that's their hot-button issue. 
Even so, I don't attack people for their beliefs, and I never stoop to name-calling or trying to belittle someone. That's just not who I am. I try to use language like, I understand that's your opinion, and I would like to respectfully offer you a different perspective if you're open to hearing it. I've started some really interesting discussions on social media this way, and it usually doesn't feed the trolls. I guess you could say that I agree with the majority of people that I polled on Facebook. And I'll leave you with these final words. Stand up for yourself when you need to. Give honest and constructive criticism if you are asked for it. Choose your words with kindness in your heart. And don't be a dick. Thank you so much for listening to Pearls from My Mom, the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. And if you did, there are many ways to support the podcast. You can share it with your friends. Head on over to Apple Podcasts and give it that five-star rating and review. And if you have a couple bucks you'd like to donate to the show, head over to our Patreon page and become a donor to get some cool rewards. I would love to hear your thoughts on this pearl of wisdom, so please check me out on Facebook, Pearls From My Mom, Instagram and Twitter, at Pearls From My Mom, and everything is really nice and tied up in a bow there over at PearlsFromMyMom.com, so go on over there and check that out. And if you have questions, comments, or would like to tell your own story, my name's Jesse, and I would love for you to email me at share at pearlsfrommymom.com. That's S-H-A-R-E at pearlsfrommymom.com. I'll be back next week with another interview. And in the meantime, I hope you'll be sharing to keep the legacy alive. <laughs>